Hello, ladies. Welcome back to the Her Podcast. My name is Holly Wright, and I'm the host of the Her Podcast. We are diving back into this topic, and it is called What Will She Think? And so the vision behind this topic is really just to chat about different things that we hid from other girls because we were scared of what they would think. So I'm honored to have guest speaker. Her name is Rachel Moretti, and she is from Chicago, Illinois. She's an author, influencer, and I'm super excited and honored just to have her on the Her podcast and kind of hear her input and perspective when it comes to things that she battled with maybe in high school or college. So welcome to the Her podcast, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this. I'm so excited to have you. Why don't we dive in and you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and kind of what you do, and then we'll Perfect. get started. Well, um, you did a great job introducing me. Uh, my name is Rachel Moretti, and I'm from the lovely Chicago, Illinois, Chi-Town. Um, I am full-time. I actually work as a marketing manager for a realty company, um, and then part-time, I'm a blogger, a little bit of an author, and an actress, so I kind of play many Wow. All hands on deck. Okay. I do have a question. No. So when I think of Chicago, I think of two things, the bean, which is the big mirror thing and the hot dogs or the hot dogs. You know what? There's like this running debate on how like Chicagoans eat hot dogs. And I think I can't remember like which one is the correct way, quote unquote, but I don't think I'm the correct way because I like eating a lot of ketchup on my um, hot dog. And I think Chicagoans are the whole like just mustard and relish, but I could be wrong. And I've lived here all my life, so I should know this, but. (laughs) <laughs> that's so funny I know I have never been to Chicago oh, before but that's come. like on my list and I'm like okay I just want to see the bean and then I want to eat a Chicago hot dog and listen to everybody's <laughs> accents but so you're from you're from the city area or like the so suburbs? I grew up in the suburbs um and then once I got to go to college I was like I am getting out of the suburbs I need to get closer to the city so I ended up um, going to Concordia University, which is in River Forest. So it's technically still the suburbs, but they um, kind of promoted it as Chicago and we had a CTA pass. So I got to really um, okay. explore the city and kind of get out of my comfort zone of the suburbs and really get to know, you know, all the different types of, you know, personalities, people, cultures that kind of dwell in Chicago cities. And it's that's one of the beautiful things about Chicago is that there's so much diversity in the city. Um, You could go to, Mm -hmm. you know, one neighborhood that kind of is more Oriental and it has like great Asian food. And then you can like go to another part of the city and it's very like Hispanic oriented and you can get some amazing Hispanic food. So I think that's the beautiful thing about living in Chicago is it's diversity. That's awesome. I picture it as that like more like a mini version of New York City. Sure. I've been in New York City like three times and I love it and it's very diverse. But is it like that fast pace, lots of people, cold in the winter? <laughs> Definitely cold. <laughs> I always tell people if they want to come and visit Chicago, they have to wait until the summer because I don't want to give Chicago a bad rep. And if they come during that yeah. time, they're like, no, 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 no. I cannot explore anything. I can't see anything. It's way too cold. Um, but as far as fast paced, I think Chicago kind of has the best of both worlds. Um you can kind of get yeah. caught up in the hustle and bustle, but I don't think it's as extreme as New York from someone that's just visited New York a couple of times. It's a little bit slower yeah. pace, which is nice. 
Gotcha. That is so cool. What a story. Well, I guess my first question for you. So going off this topic, Mm -hmm. what will she think? I feel like all of us girls battle with this and probably still do is like holding things back um, from our friends, our family, or just girls that we meet because we're so scared of what other people will think. Mm -hmm. And I find with my journey is that comparison steals, Mm -hmm. you know, our joy and steals, you know, places that could put us in place for our for our purpose. Mm -hmm. So if you could go back, Rachel, I always love asking this question because every girl's answer (laughs) is so different. But if you could go back to Mm -hmm. high school, let's go back or even middle school, if you can remember, was there ever some things that you um, walk through, whether it was family issues or friends, just things that you held back that you look back now and you're like, wow, Rachel, like, why? Why Mm -hmm. didn't you say something? Why didn't you do something? Why weren't you Mm -hmm. just you? Was there ever anything you know what it's so funny because um there's so many things that I think I would kind of like go back and just change but I actually did um a blog post about something like this and it was just being kind to one another that was kind of like the focus of the blog post and I actually spoke about middle school and it's funny because I I remember this um situation quite vividly I um, was probably around in like seventh grade, I want to say, or maybe even six. And I went to a Catholic high school. Uh, my parents were really big on like their Christianity and, you know, trying to give us a better education than what they necessarily had. So um, I tried mm-hmm. everything just to be that like perfect student because I know how hard my parents worked to put me through private schools all my life. Um, and I remember, you know, trying so hard to fit in. I think this was like the big time when like the cheetah girls was like famous i don't know if you yes oh my gosh do you even remember like I lizzie do, McGuire that was like my style oh, I, still, I still own every movie and i'm oh, so me proud too. between her and the cheetah girls and i can't remember there was like one other person maybe it was christina aguilera i loved her too but she was a little too um risque for middle school rachel <laughs> so i'm just gonna go with the cheetah yeah, girls yeah, yeah. for this one um, and so okay. I was like a part of this little quote unquote click in middle school. And I remember we kind of like okay. took on the persona of um, the cheetah girls. And I think it's so interesting to like look back when you're younger because you don't necessarily remember things the way that you do until you really just kind of sit back and, you know, think about what really happened. And I remember um, yeah. the girls were always a little weird with me. They, would do things like undercover to kind of bully me, but I didn't necessarily think about it at that time. Um, And I remember distinctly Mm -hmm. um, this new girl starting our school and I just, I'll keep her name out just for, um, you know, confidentiality reasons. But I remember. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to put her on blast. (laughs) Um, But uh, you never know who could be listening to your podcast. I mean, be like, oh, that was me. Um, but there was this really sweet girl, and she was actually um, Muslim. And I remember her coming okay. in like her full garb. Um, just she was dressed a lot differently than us. And I was so interested to just like hear her story and talk to her. But I remember the girls that I was quote unquote friends with were just so nasty to her. And I remember, you know, going back if you ever remember being the new person 
in school and I, I, I bounced around a lot because I did do acting. So there were chunks of times mm-hmm. where I was homeschooled just because I was traveling with a production or I was doing something different. So I was brand new to the school. I had just kind of left my mark and tried to make friends. And it was kind of almost of a relief to not be the new girl anymore <laughs> because not all eyes were on yeah. me. Um, but this girl, I remember like that feeling that I felt when I had first started. And luckily, some girls did reach out to me and were like, oh, sit with us at our table. And I kind of, you know, talked to them and blossomed a quote unquote friendship from there. But I remember no one wanted to sit with her. Um, they were just like looking at her and laughing. And I remember feeling so horrible. Like I wanted to kind of um, reach out to her and make sure that, you know, I could be the person to kind of like bridge that gap and say hello. But I was so petrified of what other people would think for me being that first person to step out that I stayed silent. Yeah. Because it almost made you feel like if you said something, it wasn't really much about her. It was like, it was almost like you were in a position, if you said something, you would lose those exactly. quote unquote friends. But now that you look back, you're like, those weren't even healthy it, friends. You to begin hit the with. nail on the head. And it's so, it's so weird yeah. that I'm like 28 right now. And I think about everything that we go through, you know, being influencers and being, and I yeah. see so much of that. And I, you know, I have a platform where I can speak out for younger girls, especially because I think we have some of the hardest years in our pre and high school years. And I think that this new generation that's coming up, this Gen Z, quote unquote, are just so good at speaking their mind and talking about what they're passionate about and just being, you know, inclusive to everyone. And I just wish that I could go back and make that girl's, you know, time that she would, because she ended up actually leaving the school um, for a different reason. But I just remember her being so sad all the time. And I just wish that if I would have just taken that time to, you know, get out of my comfort zone and just, you know, talk yeah. to her, maybe things could have been a little bit different. So I still think about this girl to this day, which is crazy. Um, but it's always something I wish I could go back and do a little bit differently. Yeah. And I think every girl battles with this mm-hmm. too, no matter the age too, because um, I've chatted with other girls about this. And a lot of people think like, don't or a lot of people really don't even think about you know the past mm-hmm. or what could or couldn't happen unless the question comes up and so that was the whole point of this topic what will she think but I think for me it's like you're it's important exactly. to p- feel valued as a woman it's important to feel valued by your friends and to be wanted mm-hmm. like those are great things but I think when we become friends with people we don't think long we don't think like future like Mm -hmm. is this girl healthy for me is this girl gonna make me hit my purpose gonna encourage me gonna be there for me through my you know bad days like we don't think about all those details when Mm -hmm. we become friends with someone it's like later down the road when we realize like oh my gosh this is not impacting me good this girl's unhealthy that's when we take a step back and actually look like oh Mm -hmm. man like I made mistakes you know this girl probably shouldn't be in my circle and so I think for me like now that Mm -hmm. I'm I'm 29 so I'm the same age as you 
looking back for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's been so many moments yeah. where I could have said this, or I could have stepped out and did it. And we, we don't have to live in regret and live in like, oh man, I should have done this. But I think for you having that mark on your life and mm-hmm. realizing, looking back to that girl, it's like moving forward. That's something that's always going to be on guard for you. And that probably is like, a tool that you've used Mm -hmm. to make better friends and to step out in boldness. But I think a lot of girls battle with this is because we, Mm -hmm. we want to feel valued. We do. And those things are good. But I've found in my walk is like when you rush to be friends with someone and it only benefits them and you moving forward and you can tell that like, you're not really Mm -hmm. who you're supposed to be and things feel unease. That's how, you know, those girls aren't healthy for you. And so Moving forward as you, I mean, that, that's a huge story. And that's something, you know, that girl's been on mm-hmm. your heart, obviously to this day, um, moving forward now that you're, you know, in, in the position you're in right now, what are some, what are some key points or some things that you do, um, that help you step out in boldness or making friends or to make sure that mm-hmm. Rachel stays who Rachel is and, you know, makes better decisions. So what are some things that you like to do that basically doesn't push you out of line that will affect, you know, such a good question. Cause I try to like, make sure that I remind myself about this every day. I think the biggest thing, um, especially in just like blogging, because that's kind of my passion in life, apart many other things. Yeah. But um, I think it's so heavily based a lot of the times on just like looks and how a person acts. And I think the one main thing that I mm-hmm. try to always do, and I actually talked about this as well, too, a little bit um, on my profile is just not predetermining how someone will be based off their looks. That's I think good. that's the biggest thing because when, and I talked about a, actually a job interview um, before I fully focused on my blogging, like I said, I do have a full-time job as well too. And I remember um, one of the questions that, you know, they asked me um, when I was doing my interview is, oh, you look a certain way, pretty much. Um, We expected you to be very bubbly, very social and very, quote unquote, fashion savvy. And I remember thinking, you know, just because I look a certain way, you may not know that, you know, I studied to go get my master's. Yeah. I, you know, really enjoy reading or I do enjoy fashion, but there's so many different sides of me that you can't see from just like an outer appearance. Yeah. That's what I kind of, you know, preached about is you don't know somebody's walk of life. Like just because a person looks a certain way or they look like they're well put together or, you know, they have like their head on their shoulders. You don't know what past initiated that or what can hide behind a smile or, you know, just because a certain person looks a certain way doesn't mean that that's the only aura that they can give off. So I think like, that's the biggest thing that I try to preach. And no matter who I meet, I mean, I try to go out of my way for those people that don't look like they're happy if that makes sense or they're Mm -hmm. just kind of like more reserved and I try to be overly nice to them which could probably be annoying sometimes 
But yeah, no, I'm the same way because you can sense the energy and you can sense, I don't know, but I can tell by looking at a girl, like how, like you could just tell the energy and how she carries herself when things are going wrong. And I love that you said that too, because I Mm -hmm. think in this generation is, especially with social media and everybody's trying to be somebody and Mm Instagram is supposed to look this way. And it's all, everybody's trying to one up someone, but it's very, it's very rare that you find someone who's unique and stable and bold and who they are called to be and I think it's hard too because that's what this the girls in this generation strive for it's Mm -hmm. like if you look this way if your Instagram looks this way if you weigh this amount if you're wearing this fashion if your you know resume has all these things Mm -hmm. on it it's like you feel accepted and people will accept you but no one really gets to know the heart and things that you walk through and so that is that is my main goal for the her podcast is that like every girl's story every girl has a walk and just because your aura looks this doesn't mean that's your identity you know what I'm saying so I think I think that's super important too with making friends because I mean I've I've failed at that numerous times in high school making friends with someone because they're popular or because Mm -hmm. you know they were the, the the athlete star or because they were the rich girl or they mm-hmm. wore this and drove that. And it fails you because it only lasts so long, you know, mm-hmm. when you're not being friends with someone because of their heart and because of how they treat you. Um, what are some, tell me about, tell me about your book. Cause I know, I know you're a big blogger, which is amazing. And you share a lot <laughs> of things on that. Yeah. What about, what about the book? Like what's it called your vision and kind of, how it relates to you and kind of where you're going. Well, you know, I actually wrote this book when I I had like a really rough time in my life where um, my aunt was battling colon cancer. And um, the way that I kind of like cope with, you know, um, hard times in my life is I I write. And I initially started this blog because um, I did acting and I kind of needed a social media presence um, from there. But I also um, did had a journalism minor. So I was writing and doing a lot of things that I felt could really, you know, convey to different type of people, um, just like important topics. But then I felt like I was kind of losing myself to the point where I wasn't really doing what made me happy. So I, I've always loved fashion. And the only downfall about going to a Catholic school most of your life is you don't get to really know who you are fashion wise. Because yeah in uniform so I was like the odd girl out when I went to college I was like people are wearing forever 21 they're (laughs) not wearing Hollister and Abercrombie anymore what's going on (laughs) so um I I think a lot of this book is based off of my high school sort of self and just like self-discovery um this girl loses uh my main character Angelica loses her mom and it's kind of like the emotions that I felt losing my aunt Um, and I think I kind of find like found solace in writing about my feelings and portraying them in my character because I got to look at you know the grieving process in a different way Mm -hmm. Um, of course I'm a huge romance buff and I love like the old classics I'm such a nerd when it comes to like old books so I love like Pride and Prejudice Jane Eyre Wuthering Heights you know Sense and Sensibility um but I never could find at least and if you know of something please let me know but I could never find a modern twist on a story like that Mm -hmm. so I kind of 
came with that concept of bringing the old into the new and fusing it together. Um, and that's kind of how my book, The Whale's Boy, blossomed and came about. Um, battling, you know, a girl losing her mother, being uprooted from Michigan to Chicago, starting over, and then putting like a weird haunted twist onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, makes a really good equation (laughs) yeah that's so awesome and when was your book published like when did all this release Um, it actually came out this year right when COVID hit I was like oh my god what am I gonna do (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome well what a perfect time because people were at home and people are on the internet like crazy right now so that's so awesome congratulations I'm working on mine right now so I'm aiming aiming for spring next year so it was put off it was put off due to COVID, but it's still coming. So got to prepare myself. You know what? But, you just like take that time, perfect it and get ready. Because once it comes, girl, it's going to be like boom, boom, boom from there. <laughs> yeah, I'm believing. So um, I'm excited because it's 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 my story, my testimony, and it's super raw and real for girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually been kind of difficult to write because it's not like I'm a blogger as well. And blogging is something you're passionate about yes. and encouraging people, whereas a book is like your heart. Yeah. And so it's been it's been super hard to like sit and write things on paper because I find that as I'm writing, I'm also healing through the things I'm writing. 100%. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited. But congratulations on the book and blogging and just being um, an amazing influencer. I mean, I've seen your Instagram and thank you. All your stuff is so positive and girls need that in this generation um so girls make sure you follow her on instagram read her blogs buy her book she's amazing um i guess to wrap up the podcast rachel what is one thing you can encourage the girls as they listen um just to be on guard and um have boldness when it comes to like fighting comparison and holding back Mm -hmm. i think the biggest thing is, and this sounds so cheesy, one of my favorite designers is Kate Spade, and her motto is, was to live life colorfully. And I, mm-hmm. I take that into my life every day, but by just being who you are, and I think that so many people give off so many arrays of auras and like kindness and happiness and a little bit of sunshine. So if you can just like radiate that color to somebody else, you can turn something so gray and desolate and sad and just add a little abundance of color to them. It'll be like a rainbow effect and it'll keep trickling off to different people. So I think that's the biggest thing is your uniqueness is what gives you color. So don't find yourself fading into like the monotony of like what the world wants you to be. But, Mm -hmm. you know, be who you are. And yeah, it takes time to do that. Believe me. But once you get there, you will be so much more happy. (laughs) That is for sure. That's so awesome. I know I love Kate Spade, but I did not know that that was like her her vision and um, phrase with her design. So I love that, too, because I feel like our world is in such a dark place right now. But even a simple smile or like something I like to do is like when I see a girl out in public, whether it's the mall, Mm -hmm. whether I'm at a coffee shop riding, if some girl gets highlighted to me, I'll just be like, Hey, you look really pretty today. And I don't even have to introduce my name, my Instagram, just go up to her and just be a light. And just whether it's words, whether it's an encouragement, just bring color to other girls because 
um, something so simple like that can impact a woman and you just never know what people are going through. Exactly. You said it so beautifully for sure. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, just for sharing your heart and I'm believing the best for you and your journey with Instagram, influencing other women in Chicago, Illinois and your book. And maybe one day we can meet in real life in Chicago explore the bean I'm, I'm really holding you to it like I'm gonna come and we're gonna eat a hot dog together girl I got you that's the one thing I love to do is eat so I, I can make that happen <laughs> awesome well thank you so much just for sharing your heart and girls make sure you follow her on Instagram she's all over our Instagram stories and our page make sure you um, order her book read her blogs and connect with her um, super excited and honored just to have you on Rachel and um, believing huge things for you. So thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you. And thank, yeah, no problem. Thanks girls for listening. Um, I am super excited for what the Her podcast is doing right now and meeting girls all over. So make sure you share the Her podcast with all of your friends. Um, We are all over Instagram and Twitter. Um, Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week.